Hey, all you beauts and beauties out there. I want to talk to you quick about a couple of sponsors of our show. But the unique thing is that it's the same owner, and that's Matt Rideout. Matt has a landscaping business that specializes in design and installs for your front and backyard. He can even do water features like bubbling rocks. He's very friendly, informative, and cost efficient. He also runs Rideout Training Facility that specializes in personal training. Matt is an excellent personal trainer and will soon be doing hockey boot camps. So all you young hockey players out there, this is the man you want to talk to. Check out Rideout Landscaping and Rideout Training. You can contact him at 519-566-0026. And what is going on, everybody? It is episode 52 of Hat Trick Hockey. It's the one-year episode. The boys celebrating a year. It's going to be fantastic. This also being the one-year episode is always brought to you by our good friends over at GL Heritage, the official beer of Hat Trick Hockey. Also, if you like Rob's hat, Rob's shirt, my hat there, if you like those, you can just go on to our merch store, just click the links on any post, anything there for all this sweet HDH merch. So this being episode number 52, Rob, this is the Adam Foot edition of Hat Trick Hockey. Adam Foot played 19 years in the NHL. 1,154 games, 66 goals, 242 assists, 308 points. He's a World Cup and Olympic gold medalist. He's an OHL champion when he played with the Sioux Greyhounds, and he is also a two-time Stanley Cup champion. I'll bring in my boy, my line mate, Rob. What's up, brother? How's it going? Congratulations, Ant, on the Ooh. 52 episodes. Yeah, Rob, it's been it, bro. It's been a fucking ride, eh? Not Adam Foote. He was a dirty motherfucker, too, right? <laughs> he was as bad as Chris Pronger. Like, that prick would hurt you. Oh, yeah. And he and had our, a fucking Our boys old... at GL Heritage, thanks for the beers, boys. Hey, and he had a big old fucking snoz on him, too. Oh, yeah. Big old slap shot on him, too. Yeah, that for sure. Um, So, how was your weekend? Well, even going back to the week since we last talked to everybody, yeah. um... Misty's boy Jack started a new job, uh, so he's he's fifteen. Like, gonna be fifteen this month. Yeah, and Cut that uh, one off. Fuck's sakes. <laughs> and uh, he um, started hauling concrete. Oh boy, yeah. So what was the last day we had there? And it was like what a hundred and fucking eight. It was hot, yeah. Because I think that was the day the I was helping Misty with the sod. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was like hot Tuesday, that day. 108. Yeah. He puts in a 12 hour shift his very first day. Blisters, blisters on his hands, blisters on his feet. We're like, oh, Muffin, are you okay? Yeah. But like, you know, you're 15 years old. Do you really want to do that? Like, come yeah. on. You don't. And if no. you had the chance to quit, you would. But he had everybody call him that day and tell him how proud they were of it. Showed up the very next day to work. Mm hmm. Yeah, Misty's, actually, Misty was talking to Steph, and Steph was saying that he was just completely gassed, which is understandable. That's hard work, man. That's tough. Fucking so, Jack, right fuck, good job, buddy. Stick with it, man. The soreness will go away, and then that's when yeah. you'll start building the pipes. Well, and as soon as you see that first paycheck, you know. Oh, yeah. Because you, you realize what it's, what it's for. I think uh, Steph said he got home one night. It was like 10 o'clock. Yeah, it was or like something a when he got 14 home. or 15 hour day. Hey, but yeah. 
they travel to Ridgetown, they travel back, yeah. you know, like, so he's going to make some out, coin, three man. hours out of that, but still he's like, that's the time I get to eat. That's the time I get to relax. That's, you know, Fuck, take a nap, that's buddy. my time. Oh yeah. Nappy time. <laughs> he said the first day he come back, he was, uh, he couldn't even uh, eat dinner. He was so tired. Oh, he so, just wanted to go to bed. Shower in bed. Yeah. Poor guy. So good for him. Good for yeah. you, Jack. We're all really proud of here at uh, the show. So, yeah. uh, He's that guy, Jack. If anybody was wondering who that was, that's yeah. uh, his boy. He's just very proud of him. Very proud. Total butte. Yeah. So today, uh, oh, so on the weekend, I shot my first fucking 89. Really? Shot an 89. And I lost eight balls and marked every score. Every ball I mm. lost, I counted it as a stroke. Oh. And I still shot an 89 at Wildwood. Wildwood. Yeah. Is that the that one? Tight, that I yeah. The tight course there. Like you, yeah. you can't enough down that freaking those fairways but yeah i was with my buddy nick decredico and uh just had a blast with him haven't seen him uh he lost he lost his, his mom had passed and uh i haven't seen him in in a little bit there and uh we just got a really nice day out like it, it yeah. was awesome uh yeah. we had a lot of fun had a couple of drinks uh had some lunch i bought him lunch and uh yeah it was it was a great time but then uh sunday i went out golfing with kenny and i shot my you know, I'm still under a hundred now. Uh, I shot a, a 94 oh, and these were all, all with brand new clubs. Thanks to Mike Paley. Uh, yeah. he sold me a set of clubs that are just freaking amazing. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying, I never had a gap wedge before I shot my gap wedge. I had a, about 60 feet out right in the hole. Come on. I swear to you. My buddy Nick was right there watching it. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? You told me to take it easy on you because you got a bad wing and, and you got brand new clubs and you don't know how they're going to work. And and I beat him by 10 strokes. Oh. It would have been about fucking 30 if you were with me. <laughs> I'm just good. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, man. I got to, I got to go out to Kenny's. We went to uh, Rochester Place. We, I went to Kenny's. Really nice course out there. Mm -hmm. Great people. Great time. Um, yeah. that's the where, one where Kenny got dinged at, at that, that course. Yeah, that was fucking nuts. Happened and everything. But when we were done golfing, we go back to his house and his little boys there, his babies there, uh, Everett. And I, I, I started calling him Carlos because he <laughs> looks like the baby from, uh, the hangover. Does he? <laughs> oh yeah. Cause, uh, uh, Kenny's daughter, um, uh, Larry, she put uh, some sunglasses on him. I'll send yeah. you the picture. Yeah. Hilarious. Like, and I'm just calling him Carlos, and he's just smiling, yeah. laughing and smiling. Out at the right? table, Carlos. Puking, <laughs> acting just like his dad, right? So, yeah, it was a great weekend. Great, great weekend. Fuck. So that's yeah. a busy weekend. Still, though, shooting 89. Yeah, very Holy busy. Fuck, dude. I don't, dude. And then you're like, oh, next day I shot 94. I would have been dancing off the course with a 94, for fuck's sakes. I, oh, yeah. I've shot under 100 once. Those are the first two times I've shot under a hundred. Like I've always been like, well, I won't say that. I, I say like at 98, yeah. uh, 104, you know, 104 to, to, to 106. Like that's where I am. Like I can hit a great shot and then I'll put two in the water. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm terrible. Whatever. You've seen me golf, but just, just enjoying it. Just enjoying golf. Fuck yeah, man. Golf is awesome. I do love it. it. Is. So I can't, I'm winding down on all my softball stuff because I'm looking, I'm slowly making that like transition into golf. So plus and what I started fun. doing too, because I know there's a, there's some fucking cheaters out there and you know who you are. 
Well, I won't say any names, Val, but you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> you walk around with eight balls in your pocket. Guess what? You're dropping some. I get it. He's walk doing back the to Trump. the cart and grab another ball because you can't find yours. <laughs> so that's what I did. I stopped putting balls in my pocket. You know, I may have used a foot wedge here or there, but I'm not getting crushed by a tree. A There's no way. <laughs> that's hilarious. Excuse me. I didn't. Uh, I didn't really get up to a whole lot this weekend. It was kind of just kind of hung out like not a whole lot yeah there wasn't really a whole lot to do for me so i just kind of like work on some show shit and like stuff like that so it wasn't really too crazy so and saying with the show here i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give everybody some stats here since we're now one year into our show here is uh so we have about almost 8500 downloads so we have over eight we have over eight thousand downloads We've been heard in 19 countries, awesome. 19 countries, 39 out of 50 states in the U.S. We've been heard in every province in Canada. Um, so, yeah, like it's some of the stuff that I was reading, I could not believe where people have where we have downloads in some of these countries. I'm like some of these countries, I don't even think they fucking have hockey there. <laughs> so yeah. I was just so I was kind of like, whoa. So I don't know if it was a mistake download or whatever but thank you (laughs) but uh but yeah so we just want to thank first of all all of our amazing sponsors who none of this is possible without them also our guests all of our guests who we've had on we've had a wide variety of guests um they just come on here they share their stories everything it's been awesome and last certainly not least is all of the listeners our followers everybody you guys are the ones that make the show. We keep doing this because we love it. And uh, it's for like you guys. And yeah, that's pretty much it's pretty nuts. So how far we can go just a little podcast from, from here. Eh? What do you think? I, I think it's amazing. Cause it was really funny because uh, so last week I, I stopped by uh, Chris Bernan's one of one of the sponsors and uh, yep. he, he had some friends over Correct. and I was talking to uh, one of the girls there and she was like, um, I, I don't miss an episode. I listen to every single episode that you guys play on just because I know who you like, who I am. And, you know, like you have listeners that listen because of you, you know what I yeah. mean? And, and we have a lot of fun with it. And she's just like, it's, it's so fun and, and funny. And, and I get to hear some great stories and, you know, a lot of people's names come up that I know. So mm-hmm. yeah, like it's, it's just great. It was, it was a lot of fun. It, it made my head feel like, this is awesome. Like, this is why we do it. Right. You know, it's not for, it's not for me. I do it for people to listen to these stories because like you said, we, we like Rob Dorizio said, you know, you can get an autograph from anybody, any guy you send whatever, and and they'll, they'll send you back an autograph, whatever. But would they tell you a story about it or will they tell you a story with it? I'd much rather have the story than an autograph and, and not one guy from the NHL to this, to the, the beer league guys that we've had on here. Have I asked for an autograph? Yeah. You know, like, so I, I just want to say this, uh, like, thank you to everybody, everybody that's involved in this show from our producer, your brother, yeah, Drew uh, kicking ass Drew, for us, you know, to, um, you know, uh, the, the, the best of the best, you know, like we, it's just fantastic. It, it, I love it. I love, I look forward to it every week even if we have two or three interviews and, you know, like we, we got to do research and we have to do, oh, yeah. you know, bend around each other to, to, to make sure that these people can come on and, and yeah. 
you know, it's not just, hey, pop on and, and we'll do whatever. But we have to make sure that you and I can get on at the same time. You know, yeah. that Drew's got nothing going on that, you know, and, and we, it, it's a we grind. put a lot on Drew's plate too. Yeah. You know, by, by you know, we, we do this, uh, our ins and outs on Mondays. So we usually have an interview on Tuesdays and he's doing our in and out on Monday and he's, and he's editing the, the interview on Tuesday night. Yeah, and then popping it up there on Wednesday. So kudos to you. Oh, Tuesday Drew. night at midnight it goes up. And I love you. And yeah, I just want to thank everybody. Hey. I hope I didn't miss anybody. Actually, those go up at midnight. So Tuesday into Wednesday midnight, they go up. So he right. puts that up Tuesday night. So it's ready right. to go by usually Tuesday, 10 o'clock. Right. So yeah. So big shout out to Drew. Like he busts his ass for us and he's got us into a bunch of shit too. Um, also real quick, uh, I want to give a shout out to a couple of others who used to be here with us. And that is producer Billy, who did a bunch of episodes for us, Kendra, who got us launched. So big shout out to those two as well. So this came from a fucking idea, fucking working on a line to reality. And, uh, and like she did an amazing job, uh, yeah. setting it all up. Yeah. You know what she, I mean? She like, launched us great. And uh, she got us going and then Billy came on and helped us out a bunch. And then now we got Drew and it's crazy, man. Yeah. Well, I'm really, I feel really bad that, you know, like it was kind of a hobby for her and, and I feel really bad that we couldn't, we couldn't accommodate her with her schedule. And yeah. it, it really sucked that we had to lose her. You know what yeah. I mean? And I feel, I feel terrible about it. I feel a little bit responsible myself, mm -hmm. but you know, that being said, I would just like to say thank you and really appreciate everything you did. And she still follows everything we do. Awesome. Well, too. Awesome. So she still she follows a, she us. She was a total beaut. She was a total beaut. Um, yeah. And the craziest part about this, too, before we get into the hockey talk here is like I added you on with me. What? It was like a night before we interviewed Mike for episode one. Yeah. I was I was going in solo. I didn't I wanted a co-host, but didn't have one. And yeah, then, and how that went down was uh, you came over to the house. I asked how your your podcast was going, and you were like, "Well, uh, it's going to start tomorrow." And uh, I was wondering if you would be interested in coming on with me. And yeah, I said I'd be fucking honored. Mm -hmm. You know, and in our first our first episode, and one of the greatest guys I've ever met in my entire life, Mike Paley. Yeah. And, you know, That's it's not because it's Misty's yeah. brother, but I've known him for a very long time and he does everything and anything to help us out, like get us people like Todd yeah. Warner, you know, like anytime we want to get uh, some of the new 73s on there. And he's always got a, he's always knows something about somebody that, you know, like he can make a comment so that we can throw it on the show and make it you know, funny or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so Jamie McDermott, like, you know, the, the list goes on and on. Yeah. It's been nuts, man. It's been a yeah, wild ride. It's been, been great. Fun. It's been great. I met, I've met some of the best people in the world. Yeah. And it's crazy too, is like, we still, we're still in touch with every guest. Yep. Yep. We talk to everybody. So even the NHLers, we still, we still talk to them. It was funny, actually speaking of it is, uh, so the like hockey games on the other night and the, uh, chicklets guys were doing a like live, like watch party. Yep. And I turned it on and you should have seen the fucking lineup that was in there. So it was like Wit, Biz, R.A., Grinelli. They had Scotty Gomez in there. They had, uh, who's, or not, 
don't say it Jose because he says Jose's from Mexico. It's Jose, Jose Theodore. Theodore. Yeah, he was there with them. And then uh, the one night they had someone else on too, but I was just like, oh my God, look at the guys in this room, just a bunch of animals. Yeah. We were all watching the game and it was fun. I watched them for probably like probably an hour. Our boy, Scotty Gomez was just cutting up all hell in there. It was fucking funny, man. It was great. So I was- It was a great was, interview. What a, what a beaut. Yeah. He's so a regular guy, you know, and if you would- yeah. Walk into my garage, your garage, you know, and we're sitting there having beers with him. And, and somebody walked in that didn't know he was Scotty Gomez. Yeah, you you wouldn't know he was an NHLer. No, a lot of the guys you wouldn't. No, no, they're very, they're very, um, you know, they're, they're not selfish. They're not assholes. They're just they're people too, man. Regular dudes. Yeah. Humble. That's the word I was looking for. They're very regular guys who are really yeah. good at hockey or they yeah. kick a lot of fucking ass. That's usually yeah. our guest. Todd Warner, another one, you know, yeah. like just, just, I, I loved it. Denny Purdy, like the list goes on and on. We, you know, and I, I know I'm going to leave somebody out, but everybody knows how great those interviews were. Yeah. If you're an avid listener and yeah, and you're There's up a, to date. So, yeah. and we, are, and we got a bunch more shit coming up too. So, oh yeah. It's been nuts, but it, what one thing is like, what's kind of one of your like favorite moments that, that we've had on the show? One of my favorite moments, and it was just kind of recently, the Dave fucking Sternbauer medal thing was like, is near the top of the list for me. That was fucking good. I think that was probably one of the funniest things you've ever said on this show. I think I get it. I got to get a shirt made up. Uh, SOMVP. Like you I want to get you like a white like a medallion shirt. coming like, off the like neck. The metals coming around <laughs> your neck and put SO most because yeah. they were big fucking medals too. They oh, were, they were I like, had one, man. I had one. Guy. I'm telling you. Um, another moment that kind of like hopped out for me too was Jamie McDermott telling us how he got his nickname. Oh yeah, was yeah. another fucking really funny story. Um, the uh, the the one the one one of my favorites was not only Darren McCarty calling you a tool bag, yeah, uh, but when uh, Todd Warner was telling the story about Denny Purdy uh, flipping everybody in Windsor off. Oh leaving. yeah, scoring the goal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and like like even Todd said, the guy's a legend. Never played yeah. in the NHL. Todd Warner played like what over 500 games in the NHL, like yeah. whatever. And and he's he's calling his junior A teammate a legend. Yeah. Well, who skates you know, off the ice? Double. Who birds. gets to leave like that? That's <laughs> slap shot shit. You know what I mean? Like just flipping everybody off. And and remember, remember, yeah. people, you're booing teenagers like your junior yeah. a your junior c your junior b and, and, and like you're booing their power play and and i get it everybody gets frustrated but these are kids yeah fuck use your head yeah relax relax it's not the stanley cup one of the other things too that kind of stuck with me was one like and it wasn't really like funny it was when scotty gomez told us the story about the shit that he went through when he was in that gold drought yeah that stuck with me man like i felt so fucking bad for him yeah like but he talked about it yeah he dude i did not expect to get an answer like that out of him yeah and he uh he brought it for that question man and i was like my jaw hit the floor i couldn't well, believe that he was going through Let's even talk about that a little bit because you know how freaking sensitive that guy is 
right? When he's telling him Pat Burns is giving him shit, that was a great story. Yeah. Which is up the on one, our, of, one of the best I ever heard. Yeah. And uh, when they get into the, you know, fuck you, fuck you match. And then he's, he's like, fuck this. I'm walking out. And yeah. as he's walking out and Pat Burns is going, Oh no, yeah. where do you think you're yeah. going? <laughs> and up. Like, he's like, I was I'm crying, man. Crying. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot something in my car. And then he goes and sits in his car and cries a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then whatever he does to come back in the dresser room, you know, like it was, it was Let just me- amazing. Let me tell you fans something about Scotty Gomez is Scotty Gomez is the one of the biggest fucking beauties that wow. has played, man. He's uh, an absolute gem. He's a fucking hilarious guy. And I still follow all his stuff. I watch his Scotty. YouTube. Watch his yeah. YouTube. Uh, uh, he's got a little, I can't wait. It, I can't remember what it's called right now off the top of my head. I, I wish I could, but uh, he's got so many videos about like surviving in the yeah. North and uh it's it's freaking hilarious everybody has to remember too that scotty is from what i think it's anchorage alaska alaska yeah. and he's part mexican yeah yeah so it's nuts man like it's fucking his hockey his story so if you haven't heard his listen to scotty's episodes because they're fantastic he was a great interview um so should we flip over to this stanley cup final yeah, is, but I just wanted to bring up one more guy, yep. and he's a total beaut. It was uh, Tommy Gomes. Like, oh, we're doing part yeah. two with Tommy coming oh, up. For by sure, the way. So for sure. That Ricky is a little Keller, teaser for like, everybody. Ricky Keller, the, the list goes on and on. Yeah. And I think Ricky Keller was the only one that asked for my autograph. He's like, give me a, give me a hat with Rob's autograph on it. <laughs> I told him it would be a lot better if he signed his boobs instead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but there's there's been so many so many good times on here, like. I've laughed a shit ton. I've I've stirred so much shit up, you You're know, still like stirring shit up every episode. But but but, I, but and I'll keep doing it. Yeah. And, I, and it's it's just all in fun. And if you take it serious, you know, like the whole Bell River thing. Oh, they pay their players. You know, like relax, people. <laughs> Nobody's paying nobody. So or are they? Funny, right? Or are they? Or are they? <laughs> brutal. Yeah, man. It's been uh, it's been a ride. It's yeah. Been- and we're just getting started, but yeah. So for everybody, little teaser for you, not saying one, but I did talk to Tommy Gomes and we are going to do a part two with Tommy. So, there's going to be a lot of part twos. There's going to be yes, but Tommy, it was a must on a part two. And we've already talked. He already said he would do it. We put up one of his fights on our fucking TikTok, and that sick bastard got like 60,000 views on his video. He's a complete animal. So, uh, well, yeah. you got you you got Pumple and Jordan Broman that want to come on here, Meg. Yeah, we're gonna do those guys at the same time too. So we're, there's there's gonna be some shit that's gonna come up here. That's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be so much fun. Yeah. So, much so fun. everybody, stay tuned for that. So lots more for you guys here. Totally so, gonna get better, people. Oh, it's gonna way better. All right, Rob. So what do you think here? Should we just flip over to our interview and we'll just talk about the uh stanley cup finals on the back half absolutely i think we bored enough people already <laughs> yeah so uh so we brought in our boy local absolute beauty and he's got sick fucking flow too so oh, he's got great hair silver so, surfer yeah so we brought him in so we got dale flood on with us today so dale came on told us a bunch of stories growing up and uh 
it's pretty entertaining. So I totally love that guy. And, and, and I bet you, we didn't even scratch the surface on it. No. Right. So, so everybody enjoy Mr. Dale flood. Roll it. Don't Well, Essex, we have a pretty well-known guy on with us here. He's played 106 games here for Essex, 89 goals, 132 assists, 221 points, 518 penalty minutes, averaged over two points a game for his career. Dale Flood, welcome to the show, buddy. How's it going? Thank you so much. Yeah, it's really nice to be here with you guys. We finally got you, eh? Yeah, well, you know... I usually keep a low profile. I can't believe you guys found me. <laughs> I know. We've well, been, you got you to track on the boat he's on. Well, I was going to say, we've been working for, <laughs> we've been working on you for a little bit here, trying to get you on with the boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I'm glad it's finally worked. I'm glad it's finally worked. It's really nice to talk to you guys. We're happy to have you, man. So we'll get fired up here right away. Now, did you grow up a, like, Essex boy? Like, have you always lived here? All my life. All my life. Yeah, well, I started playing uh, Essex minor hockey when I was four years old. Back in those days, you're supposed to be five, but my mother uh, was ahead of figure skating when I was a baby and I could skate pretty good. So they put me in at, at four years old. And so I started young. And, but anyways, yeah, I just took to the ice. I loved it. Mm -hmm. Good. I always see like kids like nowadays. Well, I don't know if nowadays, but maybe like back then, like too, everybody was on the ice at such a very young age. Like I think I was barely old enough to walk before, I, like when I was on the ice. Yeah. Yeah. Did the, did the barn have a roof at that time? <laughs> yes. The barn had a roof. Yes, the barn. Oh, listen, I was born in 61 and the barn had a roof in uh, about 61. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> okay, I know I'm the old. I know I'm the old part here. So. <laughs> now, oh, did awesome. now? How old were you when you started to play like like freaking travel and stuff and kind of get into the mix? Well, that that that's an interesting story. Uh, my father and a few other parents they started it when uh, when we were seven. They took the best seven-year-olds and they put us in, it was, we were called Adam back then and novice was nine and 10. And they put us in novice house league, the best seven-year-old, they put us in novice house league, the nine, 10-year-old kids. Mm -hmm. And then when we were eight, we actually started the very official first travel team for eight-year-olds. And uh, my dad was the coach of that team. Oh, nice. Nice. Certain stuff, eh? Bringing stuff in. I love it. <laughs> So how close are your brothers in age to you? Because uh, they, they, they all played in, in Essex as well. We're all three years apart. Three years. Yep. Yeah. My older brother, Kevin, is uh, 63. I'm 60. My younger brother, Chris, is uh, 57. Now, did you all play for the 73s too? Because I noticed there was a few floods on that site there. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris and I. I uh, played, I started playing when I was 15 for a little bit. I got to play a few weeks at the beginning of the season when I was 15. Mm -hmm. When my younger brother was 15, I was 18. And my hockey career was sort of stalled by then. And so I, I came back to Essex. And so Perp put my 15-year-old brother on my left wing when I was 18, went back to Essex and sort of ruled with him for a while there. He was mm -hmm. really good. 
<laughs> That's awesome. I noticed too, your, uh, your like rookie year here, you had over 30 goals, 90 points. Like who did you have there? That was just like, seemed like you guys had something good going. Well, there's two parts to that. I, uh, my rookie year that you would see, uh, that you would see on the stat sheet was 78, 79. Mm-hmm. And I was 17 years old. I was a grown man by then. I actually played, I actually started when I was 15. I don't know why the threes don't have my stats for that, but the guys who I played with will vouch for me that I was on the ice with those guys at the beginning of the season when I, in 1976, when I was a 15 year old, I played a few weeks, uh, got sent down. They got players came back. Thank God they did. I would have got killed. Yeah. But, uh, and then when I was 16, well, we could talk about that now or we can talk about it later. No, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Well, when I was so when I, so when I was 16, because of Perpich and Wally having the confidence to let me play at the beginning of the year when I was 15, I got a lot of letters, like, you know, from B clubs and, and, and tier two junior A. Guelph, uh, they were called uh, the Guelph Built Wars. Mm-hmm. Back in, uh, that would have been 76, 77, 77. Mm-hmm. And I uh, had a good camp down there. And I got cut after the blue-white game. And uh, the coach told me, go back to Essex. You're going to be playing for one of the best coaches anywhere around. And Dave Purvish. And I'm like, well, yeah, I know Dave because, you know, I got to know him a little bit when I was 15. And uh, he says, go have a good season and, you know, maybe I'll get a crack at you next year. I said, well, thank you so much, blah, blah, mm-hmm. But, uh Never been cut before, and it sort of it really hurt. And then the next night, seventy three, we finished up their they, the tryouts were over basically. They they had their like they were down to twenty three men, whatever. And so I go to the practice, had a good practice, and I thought everything was great. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, right after the practice, they wanted me in uh, the meeting room, and and they're all excited to get me signed up, but it wasn't what I wanted. They uh, I thought. I was going to sign like a junior C contract. You know, I'm a kid and I'm thinking, okay, they're going to give me this. They're going to show me this. But no, they put a minor league hockey contract, you know, which I took as my stupidity took as a kid that, oh my gosh, they're, you know, now I'm hanging on a thread. I don't know if I'm on a team, whatever. Mm-hmm. And anyways, it was a big blow up, oh very boy. bad blow up. And uh, boy, oh boy. Yeah, I let them know that I thought they were disrespecting me, even though they weren't. And it was all on me. It was all on me. But I mean, I I was like, oh my gosh, I was I was pretty PO'd. So the next day, I figured, well, I don't know how I could call them and apologize for what I did the night before, whatever. <laughs> and uh, my dad says, Dale, he says, I'll call Johnson, the general manager for the Flyers. He says. We'll see if he is interested. Well, that Johnson says, sure. He says, bring them out. So Leamington's Junior C Flyers are finishing up their training camp at the same time, of course. And uh, so I go out there on a Thursday night. Johnson and the coach come in and meet me before the practice, you know, blah, blah, blah. Nice to meet you and all that. And go out and have a nice skate with the Flyers. Did really well. And uh, after the practice, they got long faces. And I'm like, well, what's the problem? 
They're going, Dale, can't sign. And I'm going, well, what do you mean? Like, why can't I play for you if you want me? And they're like, Sadler and Perp and whoever was behind it back in those days, the way Johnson, the general manager for LinkedIn, explained it to my dad and I was, is that since I was an Essex byproduct, that they'd have to give me a release. It's not like today. Every like back in those days, you could only have so so many car contracts you could hold for out of towners and stuff like that. Not like today. Mm-hmm. And they said it's usually $150, maybe $200. Well, they wanted $1,500. And the on top of that, they stipulated that when I was 17, if I didn't move on to junior A or whatever, like yeah. progress. That they would, if they wanted me at 17, they'd have to repeat the process again. And believe it or not, for a hockey organization in the mid 70s, 1500, you know, I paid for a lot of stuff. And so I wasn't worth it to them. And so my, my, my draft year at 16 was a waste. Mm -hmm. That's fucking sucks though. Yeah, but it's, it's all on me. It's all on me. Listen. Yeah. I would never ever point the finger at Perp or Wally or Denny Moore. Either. I love those men. Like you wouldn't yeah, believe they're so beautiful. They're great men. I was a young, stupid, <laughs> piss of vinegar kid. Eh? And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so that sort of derailed me. So, and that, that all comes back to when you were saying I was a rookie at, mm-hmm. at, at 1978, when I was actually 17 years old. Mm-hmm. Like wow. I, I grew a half a foot and put on about 45 pounds between 15 and 17. You know what Meat. I mean? Like I didn't feel like a rookie. Yeah. Meat and potatoes. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I really wasn't a rookie, even though I was a rookie. And, yeah. you know, according to the stats. And everything. That was your first year. My first full year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Because 16, I was a blank trade out. So you didn't play anywhere? You didn't? I, I, I tried to play minor midget. I tried to play midget for Bill Blair. And, and he was a great guy, too, and everything. I mean, he never did nothing wrong. But I just lost all interest in hockey when yeah, I was 16. I mean, I, to, I totally got diverted. I became a ski bum. I used to go skiing. I, I, got, I, I got my license in June. And, and that winter, I was skiing every week to find off. Fuck I man. was missing hockey to go go uh, hop on his slopes. With, with this hair, you should have been surfing, eh? Yeah, no shit. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Fucking guess, great hair. I was I actually going to say, life. Um, Drew and I, when we played for, like, Harrow, had, like, the same type deal. So when we went over to... to um, Amherstburg to play from like Harrow. Harrow was a C center, I want to say, and Essex or no, sorry, not Essex. Amherstburg was an A center, and they would not r- release us from Harrow from C to go play A. They would not release because well, you're a couple of fucking animals. So, well, we definitely spiced up Amherstburg hockey. I'll tell you that. But it was were, like, were you talking about minor hockey days? Or, yeah, or but they, yeah, but they wouldn't let hockey. us go. So we had to play house league when we went over to Amherstburg. We couldn't play fucking travel like we were supposed to, right? Oh, because we had to have that release for us to play travel. But they wouldn't fucking let us go. How did you, how did you release the frustration? I beat the shit out of everybody. I fucking <laughs> that's that's what I did. 
and me and Drew went in there and we wreaked havoc. Housley went up in fights. Oh, it was bad. It was like the first where we were playing like midget and like the first four games there, they threw us up. Like you guys got to go up because in four games, we put like three kids in the hospital, hitting them and stuff like that. They're like, you guys have to go up. So we played six years of juvenile. <laughs> what 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 years are you talking about like oh the, this was 80s, like i'm a lot 80s. younger i wasn't born till 85 so oh my gosh yeah okay. i'm just a baby so that's why when like you're like talking about all these i almost chimed in was like when you were saying 77 or or 78 you, or whatever were, i was gonna be like shit born, i wasn't born were, for i was gonna be like i wasn't born for another seven years for fuck's sakes i had my my first son uh well my only son in 1989 so he's only four years younger than you yeah child. Yeah, total mute. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy though. So, anyways, do you guys understand when you say about my rookie year having all these points and all this and all that? It didn't mean nothing to me. Yeah, because I, I I never felt like a rookie when I was seventeen. Mm -hmm. You're a grown ass seventeen year old, right? I wanna like you know like I don't have I don't have much history to tell you about when I was fifteen, but as a fifteen year old, uh, the seventy threes were loaded with all like mostly 18, 19, 20 year olds or mm. 19, 20 year olds. They were like, it was, I could look back at it, you know, they, they won the championship that year. And there's a reason why they won all Ontario because they, they were all grown men. Mm -hmm. And, um, and again, this is why, like when I talk about how I can't say ever say anything bad about uh, Dave Burbage or Mike Siler or Danny Borrego, because they, they, they put me on the right track and I derailed myself. Mm -hmm. But anyways, when they let me start the season as a 15 year old, listen, I'm five, five, nine, 145 pounds. I mean, <laughs> I didn't, but these guys were grown men. Mm -hmm. My two line mates were, were, were Dan Mills and Randy Pritchard. And if I, like, I don't know, you could ask anybody back in those days, they might've been the two toughest men in hockey. Mm -hmm. like, they were big men. Mm -hmm. And they were both fathers when yeah. I was a 15 year old. <laughs> so that, that was my rookie, my rookie initiation was a few weeks. I got to play with them when I was 15. And you get to talk and, as uh, much shit very, as you want. My, my very first game, opening game in Essex. I I'm telling you what, I'm, I'm shit in pebbles. I, I'm like, I, I'm nervous as I've never been. In, and it's like September hockey game. Yeah. Anyways, Burbage starts me with Danny Mills and Randy Pritchard, who by trade was a defenseman, but because of me, Perp wanted him up on the wing too with Millsy. Mm -hmm. We're playing Tilbury. Before the game, in the dressing room, after warm-ups, they kept talking about this guy who came back from the Fin Cups. Just came back from the Fin Cups. Oh my God, he's a monster. Well, his nickname is Bull. He's, oh. he's that, that strong, the guy who lifts 1,000 pounds, you know, like now that that strong guy from Bell River. Yeah. Anyways, he was supposed to be tough as tough as anybody in the world. Blah blah. First shift we're out there. I I I skate into the puck in the corner. He just crushes me. Didn't hurt, but he crushed me. Yeah. Mills came in, spun him around, said, "This is it." And uh, for the first time in my life, I actually seen a man's nose go this all the way to the corner of his eye. I, oh. I mean, it literally, I almost threw up. It was <laughs> it was that insane. I mean, when I got in fights, it was like top, top, top. I, I saw a man put a guy's nose right over the side of his face. That's crazy. And I went, okay, do I really, should I really be up here right now with these guys? 
<laughs> in a way, though, you could you could say whatever the fuck you want when you're out on the ice with the guys like that. Well, I know, but I mean, <laughs> but I, back then you had to answer the bell too. No, I know that's you know, how I mean, it fucking should be nowadays. Yeah, not not now. You guys go around licking guys' faces. But, and they don't but do that, shit about but, it. But that story is uh, back slap the coach Perpich in those days because mm. God bless him for protecting me like he did. Yeah, yeah, but you, you racked know, up. I might have been. I might end up in traction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you so racked up. Let's, a let's lot go of back to. Uh, hold on. Let's go back to when you were, you're coming up, your, your dad makes a, a travel team. Yeah. And uh, so like, you, this has got to be something else. Like for everybody in Essex, you know, like you, you, you've got your first travel team. There, there, we were the, the first, well, we're called Adam then. A, anybody under the age of nine was Adam and nine and 10 was novice. I know it's different, it's novice than Adam now. But yeah, so we were the very first Essex travel team. Now, so we were playing against the Riversides, the Club 240 in Windsor's, mm -hmm. the Sarnias, Chathams, because those were the travel teams. Right. Mm -hmm. Getting our asses kicked all over the place. But you know what? What a great learning experience. And uh, yeah, yeah. My dad got us into those and it was pretty cool. That's awesome. Did So did did you guys st keep going, growing up together and playing more travel like Midget, uh, well, you know, Bantam? So, so the kids that were the eight-year-olds that I played with on the very first travel team, we were all minor midget or minor Adams the following year, or nov. We're called novice then, but minor Adam today. Mm -hmm. And and the majority of us made the 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 novice team or the Adam team today mm -hmm. because we never had uh, major minor. It was always like the best players of of that two-year age group were on mm -hmm. the team, right? So I I grew up playing against a guy year old year older than me every other year, and that's just the way it was back yep. in those days. And um, we had some unbelievable unbelievable memories. Yeah, but it was it was my dad started me uh, like you know, and then and then after Adam or we were novice and we went to for sure Peely, then he just let me go and let let other men coach me and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But. Uh, no, you 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 also said your your mom was a figure skater. Did you took no that? no my mom was uh, the president of the figure skating, oh okay of the figure skating club in Essex when I was a baby when I was okay really, when I was really young. Did you take mm -hmm. figure skating? I that's where I learned to skate, but I never wore figure skate. I can <laughs> I can swear to God, my parents my parents had my parents had tube skates on me from the first time I touched the ice. Yeah, <laughs> I never I and, and, and nothing. I wore tube skates. <laughs> yeah. Guys, you know what tube, you know what tube skates yeah, are? I had them. You know I've, what tube skates are? I've heard of them, but I'm not quite sure. Steel ones. Oh, don't tell me you've heard of them. Tell me you know. <laughs> okay, I know. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you, you had a, you, your blade had two centrical tubes that came down to the toe and the, and the heel. The blade went across it, welded, welded together. Oh, okay. Your skates. Your skates at the end of a hockey game back in those days, if, if they weighed, let's say a pound each, whatever, before you went on the ice, they weighed about five pounds each when you got off the ice. Oh. Because it was all sweat and moisture and just pure cowhide leather. There was nothing taking the sweat out of your boots. <laughs> Pitcher Chuck Taylor shoes with yeah. fucking blades on them, bro. Yeah. <laughs> 
Taylor shade. I know the freaking equipment back then was <laughs> fucking like it got heavy. As well. <laughs> Am I getting off topic here with you guys? Oh, no, it's fun. It's fun. This is what it's all about, brother. Yeah. It's all about. Yeah. Like, I, I had a very colorful history. And you know what? The, the two best players that I ever played with, we, uh, Eddie Thiessen and Paul Robinson, uh, we were all, we were all the same age. And we were part of the, the like, the, the second year, the major novice team, the 10-year-old mm-hmm. back in those days. And then when I was a first year Peewee, Kingsville built an arena. So Ed Thiessen was from Kingsville. So he had to go back to Kingsville. Paul Robinson's family moved to the riverfront in Amherstburg. He moved to Amherstburg. So we were all separated. But you know what? We always played, the three of us, whatever the three, Essex played, Kingsville, Essex played, Amherstburg, like whatever. It was, that was my competition when I went on ice. Nice. That's like, awesome. I, I, that's how I, I compare my game yep. every time I face those guys more mm-hmm. than anybody I ever played with. That's awesome. With or against, they were that good. And they were your, your line mates at one time. No, they weren't my line mates. They were both defensemen. Oh, okay. And they could both beat the shit out of me at 10 year olds, <laughs> but I could skate like the wind. You gotta catch it. <laughs> but I could skate. One, one of the I'm things too. <laughs> One of the things that always like that always like freaking catches my eye is how different the game is now compared to then. Like, you know what I mean? Like to me then, like it was a man's game then, man. Like you, like if you did something dumb, you answered the bell and just stuff like that. So can you just, just like kind of fill us in opposed to like how the game was then compared to how you see it now? I think the easiest way to say it is, even if you didn't shave, you better nick yourself shave and act like you're a man. When you're, when you're, <laughs> no, it was, it was, uh, the, the intimidation factor was huge when I was a kid growing up. Mm-hmm. They, uh, every team, every team in minor trap, like all our travel hockey ventures, wherever you play, there was always one kid that was too big for his boots on the ice. And he was there for one reason. Yep. He was scared of living shit out of you. And that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. But I'll, I'll tell you what. I would, uh, between the ages of, well, ten, let's say 10 and, and 15, playing in Essex, minor travel hockey. And, of course, I grew up watching the older guys because my mom, my mom and dad, taking care of the Crowders after their, well, not taking care of the Crowder boys, but, be, like, being like a second mom to Bruce and Keith Crowder, mm-hmm. I watch those guys play a level above, two levels above all the time. Mm-hmm. It was insane. It was insane. We uh, we couldn't go to any arena in playoff time with, without fights in the like, parents on the ice, players that in the stands. It was that. That's I was brought up with that. It yeah, was that's unbelievable. Nice. That's not so that's regular. <laughs> that carried on into the early nineties, wouldn't you say? Well, I don't know. Like, see, I sort of lost touch after uh, the early eighties mm-hmm. when I stepped away from uh, the game. Like when I started playing men's hockey, whatever. I I did pay, I I did read about stuff, but I never was actually there to to see what was going on. Mm-hmm. And I I ended up playing hockey with a lot of guys that are a lot younger than me throughout the years in men's hockey. 
and uh, real nice hockey player, real mm. good hockey player. And, and so obviously I knew that they, you know, they played good hockey too. And it, it was there. It was there. No, now when, when you played, who who were the tough guys on your team? Like when you came, because you played with uh, Jimmy Compo and uh, Jor- Jordan Broman's Jordan, dad, Kenny Broman. Kenny Broman. Well, that's when I was a so-called rookie. Uh, oh, okay, when you were seventeen. That's a that's a good story. They uh, again, I lost my 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 age sixteen year, and both those guys came right from Kent. Uh, Jimmy came from Tecumseh and Kenny was from Essex, of course. And I don't know how it happened, but Perfect just put me in, in the middle with Kenny on right, Jimmy on left, and said, okay, guys, you're going to be our, like, because it was sort of like a rebuilding year that year because the, the threes lost one game the year before, the year I missed one, and they mm-hmm. lost one game all year, one all Ontario, whatever, blah, blah. So, they actually had a photo shoot on the ice before the season, before the season started with, with my line where we're all at center ice and we all skate in over the blue line, slam on the brakes, snow flying. And, the, and that was the cover of the program for the whole season. Do you have it? Do you, do you have oh, it? I, I didn't bring it with me. I, should I have brought oh. it? No, 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 no. But no. I don't want to see it. I want yeah. you to take a picture of it yeah. and send it, it to me. It, yeah. so it, That'll be one we'll put on, uh, like, for your episode. It's a black and white program. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, me in the middle, Kenny Broman on the right, and, and uh, Jimmy Campo on the left side. Yeah. And we rocked it all year. Like, I mean, again, I was 17. You know, I, yeah. wasn't, I really wasn't a rookie. And, but... My gosh, what a great line. What a great line. Yeah. They're studs, right? Yeah, like they made they made me so they made me look good. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> what do you remember most about Compo? His toughness. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The, 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 guy, the guy would eat you alive with a smile on his face. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to gosh, you would. Before he went out west, he was one of my best buds. He, he 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 was like he was like uh that the, the monk eh? like whatever before before <laughs> yeah, before the, the jail before the before the thing he, yeah he was yeah. like that the mullet and Kenny Broman was probably the, the most physically uh strong man ever. Kenny never fought. I played with him all my life and he never fought, but Kenny was as strong as anybody you ever you could imagine. I'll give you a, a, a I'll give you a quick synopsis of my uh, playing hockey with Kenny Broman before the seventy threes. Okay, like that's nothing. Mm-hmm. When we were second year Pee Wee, we were in the semi quarterfinals of Ontario, and we were playing in uh, some place north of London, like Elmer or Elmira or I don't know somewhere up there. Well. After the fact, you know, from my mom and dad telling me after the fact that they literally checked his ID because they didn't believe he was a second year peewee. We were 12 years old. <laughs> we start the game. And after, you know, they proved he was only 12. We start the game, carry the puck over, over the blue line, draw the defenseman, backhanded over to Kenny on the right side, right from the blue line, standing still. Kenny does his patented slap shot. Hit the goalie, right square in the nuts. <laughs> Broke his cup. Goalie's laying on the ice. I swear to gosh, for it, it seemed like an eternity. 
They finally get him off the ice. They bring in the backup goalie. This is the first minute of the game. <laughs> so now, so now they had to draw back outside of, for some reason, the draw was outside the blue line again. I went to draw again. I carried over to, over the blue line, flip it over to Kenny. Kenny, now Kenny gets a little closer to that, winds up, hits the middle of the net. The goalie was in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> and this is and this is like good hockey. This is travel peewee hockey. Fuck that. I'm out. Yeah. Like, are you getting an idea how big of a of a individual he was? Yeah. Like he was that big of a man. Wow, look at the size of Jordan, right? Yeah, well, yeah, Jordan's a big Jordan's boy. Well, big, well yeah. the guy in and fucking he was just saying, he's like, Man, when I was walking into the rink, I seen that guy out there ripping a dart before he come in. We're 12 box sakes, you know. <laughs> guy was hacking darts before he came in. <laughs> no, yeah, no, Kenny was a true farm boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those farm boys so are always. I, I had guys. a lot of experience, but Jimmy Compo never met in my life until then. We became best buds. Oh, after that. he was so easy to. I fell in love with the guy. Like you know, oh just just gosh. an amazing human being. And then he told me he got drafted by the Spitfires or got called up, whatever. Yeah. Said. From Chatham, probably. He was playing for Chatham. Is that what it was? Yeah. And he says, I'm sitting on the bench, and uh, I get a tap. Go out and get 12. So he goes out. Boom, boom, boom. He's like, I thumped this guy. I go sit in the penalty box. And I'm watching these grown-ass men chasing the puck up and down the ice. And he's like, what the fuck am I doing here? He goes, I don't want to play this game anymore. Packed his bag. He was done. He said, I'm fighting guys. I don't. I'm not even mad at Yeah. Yeah, and he goes, and I hated that part of hockey. Well, his role, like he didn't want to. Be, yeah, he, he didn't, didn't want, want to be. That he didn't guy. want to be that. Guy. He and, wasn't that guy. And he'll I, beat the and shit I, out of you. I know, and I know a few people uh, that that went through like that with the London Knights and so forth, and they quit hockey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy, and Jimmy could have, the way you say he played, you know, he he maybe he could have done something, but yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy and I had good chemistry. Because I could direct him out. I was like a yep. director on the ice. Yep. He was a he was a pit bull, mm-hmm. but he was also a guy that would hit the end boards. And if the boards weren't there, he'd end up in Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> you, keep, you know what I'm saying? Like you know those guys that, that they just if, if there's not end boards, they don't know to come back this way. Yeah, it's like Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where's he going? Yeah. Like Jimmy. Jimmy had that intensity. Yeah. That yeah. he would skate until till the end of the earth. <laughs> Put him on a lake and he's in Ohio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Hey, yeah, I mean. So you racked up a bunch of like minutes yourself, like 518 over your uh, career there. So you must have done a little bit of fighting. So what I'm going to ask you is like, when was your first one? Ah. Uh, Training camp when I was 15. <laughs> I think everybody fights in training camp. <laughs> you got to. You want to get your name out there. Hey, it got me on the opening day lineup. Yep, it got go. me on the opening day lineup. No, yeah, no. But uh, actually, yes, it was uh, at that same time period. It was after Millsy killed this guy, mm. this balls guy in Tilbury. We were playing Moortown. Moortown had this six-foot whatever, like just a – you know, put it out taller than me, whatever. And he's just crotch-eyed, crotch-eyed me out of the corner. And I'm like, all right, well, again, I'm trying to pull him down and hit him. It, <laughs> it, was, those guys. It, it would look like a cartoon if you've seen it today. But in the moment, 
I thought I handled myself. I thought I did something good, but I mean, it was a, it probably wasn't like this guy. Are you kidding me? All the boys were in the dresser going, do you know what you just did out there? I think I hit his chin a couple of times. He was so much taller than me. Tried to pull him. Oh, I was. <laughs> he was huge. That's so funny. Can't can't but really yeah, not even trying. Okay, yeah. All right. You know what? You're talking about the penalties, uh, the minutes and stuff. Unfortunately, some of them were like just because I just hated referees and, and like <laughs> I don't know, like I get a penalty and. Next thing you know, I got a double minor because I'm going, you fucking yeah. whatever. Like, I mean, it was a lot of, there was a lot of emotion on the ice at that time. And uh, they don't like that. Ah, man, you know, the referees were very sensitive, man. I mean, they should have all had supposed to have thick skin. Oh, they all had panties on. I mean, <laughs> I'll say that my brother was a rep. I don't care. My son's a rep. But yeah. back in those days, yeah. back in those days, it was uh, referees got offended very easily. Mm -hmm. Oh, your son does all the time. Talking about that year when I was 17, I was leading the so-called rookie year. Mm -hmm. I was leading the league. In, it's still your rookie year. I was leading the league in scoring with uh, six games to go. We're playing in Leamington. And Kenny Broman's second in the league in scoring. Jimmy's about sixth, seventh, and whatever. But yep. Kenny's right up there. Kenny and another guy are tied like about six points behind me with about five five games ago. We're in Leaverton. Third period. Like, I don't know what's going on. I mean, it's a bullshit game. We're always scuffing it up, whatever, blah, blah. I'm on the bench. I'm out of breath. My head's down. And Dave Perpich is standing over top of me and he's giving someone our team a penalty, I guess. And Perpich is just screaming at, at this goddamn referee. You wouldn't fucking believe what happened. The referee turns around, says number, I wore 10 then. He says, number 10, 10 minute misconduct. What? I looked up and I'm like, I turned around and looked at Burbage. I go, Dave, tell him. He goes, Flutter, it's on you. Yeah. <laughs> I've been like, I skated oh, yeah? across the ice. Oh yeah. I skated across the ice and proceeded to get in the biggest temper tantrum you could ever imagine and embarrass myself to no end. My mother said she could never see me play again after that. But I mean, I was so mad and this guy was just a piece of shit, just a piece of shit. If I was ever going to get in a real fight and kill somebody, it would have been this guy. Anyways, I don't think we can say kill so much. Anyways, he gives me, he gives me a gross misconduct, Oof. and I get suspended for the last five games of the season. Oh, shit. The last five games. Oh, Roman oh, proceeds to score about yeah. 16 points in the last five games oh, and overtake God. me for the scoring title. <laughs> that's, hey, that's awesome. That's our injustice. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what yeah. the penalty minutes award that year. <laughs> Could have won the scoring title. I won the penalty minutes award. Oh, I should have won both. <laughs> If I got a 10 for now, something that I didn't do, I would fucking be giving the ref the business on the way across the ice. I wouldn't even care if I got kicked. Yeah, it's not going to do you any good. You can say you know the what? Fuck yeah, it is, because I'm going to feel a lot not gonna change his mind. He's going to go, oh, shit. What was I thinking? Man? Yeah, get like, out of here. Go ahead. I mean, I'm trying to throw my coach under the bus. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm in his face. I'm pointing at perfect across the ice. I'm going... He's the one that was. Uh, <laughs> well, it's, it's perfect. He's smiling at me. 
It seems like uh, anybody that wore that number 10 had some in- injustice done to them, right? I don't know why. Is there another number? Miller? Did Miller wear number 10? Oh, I have no idea. I'm, I'm pretty I, sure. I don't know. I I'm pretty sure know. Chop wore number 10. I don't know. Oh, did he? Know. What, what, a, what a crazy story. Okay, so now you went and tried out for the Maroons. Is that correct? When I was 18. So with, with Archie Dome. No, no, no. With, uh, uh, with Jimmy. Oh, with Jimmy. Right. I thought Archie Doan went with No, you. no. Ar- Archie Doan's about eight years older than me. Oh, okay. Yeah. All that's right. That's a whole different thing. All right. Right. And I went down there, and I was actually uh, the, the the coach. He's an OPP sergeant in, in Chatham. And from the t- like, I was I was on my own then. Eh? I wasn't living at home with my parents. And uh, he put me up at his cottage right on the water outside of Chatham there, on the lake in Chatham there. And I stayed with him, right to the training camp. The last, the last, uh, the, 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 the golden white proxies at the end, get my wrist snapped in half. Oh. So now I'm out. Well, he said, go home, heal up, and then come back if you want. And I said, what do you mean if I want? What am I going to do? Like, I mean, I'm on my own. I had, I had to work or do something. Right. So I ended up uh, parting ways on good terms. And uh, yeah, I went back, lived in Maidstone, worked in my dad's great elevator with one good arm, one bad arm. And, and after that, started playing with, with this 73s again. So now, did you ever use that broken arm as a weapon? <laughs> oh, oh, uh, I might have. He did. I, I don't know. I don't know. People say I have. I, I my memory's in and out sometimes. I, but I, I heard that. Yeah. Wasn't it your brother? Yes. He yes, was in yes. a fight on the ice. Yes. Because I was suspended. I was out with a I was, broken arm. I was playing with a broken. I was playing with a broken wrist, but I got suspended. Anyways. Yeah. yeah he was getting manhandled, and I, I grabbed the guy. <laughs> he went over the over the, over the glass. I clubbed him. <laughs> I clubbed him. Oh, oh with his cast on. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. I, oh, that, that's the way. That's the way junior hockey used to be, and I loved it. I remember the town. The town police back in those days was a very small force, and everyone knew everyone. Mm-hmm. They just took me aside and said, "Don't do it again." And I said, "Okay, I won't." No charges. No, <laughs> no not, charges. No, no not, not today. No <laughs> but I remember. So the, there would be the seventy threes would be playing Leamington, and it always happened. And down, down the Essex end of the rink, this is in the old barn, there was stairs that went out, mm-hmm. you know, and an intermission, everybody would run out to go have smokes. Or, yeah, and, and, and grab, have a couple beers, come back in after uh, the intermission. And, and well, they, they started making snowballs. So they get snowballs and the Leamington players would be coming down on breakaways or two on ones. And here they come. Here's the snowball. Oh my like, God. It was insane, bro. It was the craziest thing. There was fights in the crowds. Tom Perko on the rafters with the freaking air horn. Anthony. Anthony. When I was 19, we had a pretty good team and we ended up in first and it ended up being us and Lincoln in, uh, for the finals for our league before mm-hmm. you get out of our league. Mm-hmm. And it just kept, home team kept winning, but whatever. So I went to a seventh game in Essex because we had the best record, we had the top record overall. 
excuse me, it was a one o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday, Sunday afternoon, one o'clock game. I get to the arena at 11.30 in the morning. I had a park behind the Catholic church. It was like, it was that, it was packed. People were lined up down Main Street to get in the arena at 11.30 for a one o'clock game. I go out for pregame warmups at 12.30. I'm first on the ice. I was always, I was so geeked. I'd always had to be the first guy out there, whatever. Like when they let us on the ice for pregame warmups. I skate out of the ice. I looked up and I'd never seen so much Los Angeles fog that yeah. you could imagine. It yeah. was like a, it was like just, you know, like, you know, above, above the, the plexiglass level fog all the way around the place. People were on all the three beams. Yeah. You know the three beams that yeah. Olesic Serena? Yeah. People were right, like literally like some of them were dangling over the ice almost. They said there was over 2,500 people in that arena that day. And they said the fire marshal law for that arena was 1,200. Jesus. We, they more than doubled the back for that, for a seventh game. Yeah, yeah. And it was the best atmosphere that I ever played in my life. For sure. It was just freaking amazing. Yeah. Well, I was say, Essex people love their hockey and, and they love oh, their and we won. And we won. So. <laughs> yeah, but rolling in, uh, like rolling in an hour and a half fucking prior and seeing that many there ready for the game had to, had to fire it up. Like, Oh, yeah. I, I, had a, I had a park in the back of the church and, and walk around the alleyway to the back to the back of the arena to get in the back of the arena. I mean, it was unbelievable. It was... Uh, it, 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 the emotions were so high. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, yeah, for a bunch of you no know, 18, 19, 20 year old, this yeah. town was on fire. It was nuts. So, speaking of rinks, most people they've ever had in that arena, I think, by far. For sure. So, speaking of rinks, what one did you hate going to? Mm. That one rink, it's like, fuck, I got to go there. Well, the old dressing arena was always uh, a real okay. piece of crap, piece of shit to go into. Played there before. And, uh, Wolfsburg, just because couldn't stand them, but <laughs> the Wolfsburg was never a lot of competition. But they always put bruises on it. Like, they were that type of team, so they didn't really go in there so much. Mm-hmm. It was like ah, a nice you ever too. play on uh, the island? <laughs> no, Walpole Island. No, Walpole no. Island. Anybody that from there, they played for Wallsburg when oh, I was okay. yeah. junior C and all yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had games uh, on the island. It's always interesting. I I guess I'd say after Essex, the the, the most fun I ever had was going to Leaverton mm-hmm. and getting and getting eggs thrown at me or whatever it is. <laughs> oh, I I tomatoes. It. Oh, <laughs> Why are you throwing it. eggs? You, you oh. got all that kinds of tomatoes. Oh my gosh, I got another story for you. <laughs> I'm in a belly box in Leamington, and this is during the playoffs. Like, I mean, if we had 25 minutes for the final game, there was close to 2,000 in Leamington for the sixth game. Yeah. I, I got a belly in the third period, and this guy is just this guy, one of those, one of those Leamington thumb guys, you know, you can hear him everywhere, even through that mm-hmm. big crowd. He's just screaming at me right above me, like about three rows above me. And finally, I'm like, I turned around, put one skate up on the board, uh, on the on the ledge of the boards, the other skate on the penalty bench that I was sitting on. Said, just come on down here. 
Well, the idiot did. He <laughs> ran, like, there was only, like, about set, six, seven stairs to get to the bottom there at Limited, yeah. old Limited Arena to get to the Pelly Box. Susie turned the corner in the Pelly Box. I put the stick right into his back, and I think he came out his back. <laughs> he went straight out on the cement. Two cops are banging his head off the steps, dragging him back up. And I'm going, why do you want to do this? Yeah, my fucking... Like, those are the memories I got. That just awesome. came to me. That's awesome. And, and, and it was a guy that I played I played with, uh, Severin. His name was Severin. He was a Windsor policeman. Oh, okay. I oh, feel like we've God, heard that name on this show before. Se- Severin? Yeah, yeah, I feel so like we've heard nice that man. name before. Yeah, he's from the cell. He was like, when I was, when I was 19, he would have been 17, I think, or something. A couple years under me. But another, like, one of those guys that, like, I mean, bulletproof. I mean, like, they were just, just solid guys. And uh, it was his cousin that I I put in the hospital. He, went, he, he told me he had to go to the hospital. I heard his uh, inside for guy. <laughs> well, a good spear will do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's coming after me. Yeah. I'm giving it to him. Right over there. Like, I mean, like, we literally, like, you know, you watch the, the like, you watch the big boys play. Mm-hmm. That happened with us, too. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. We, we we had Denny Purdy on here. Same thing happened to him. Just before it happened to Ty Domi. Pulling the guy into Windsor Arena. Put him in the ground. Boom, boom. Yeah. The penalty well, box. this guy was yeah. huge, too. And, and so I had one skate up on the top of the boards in case I had to get off, get on the ice. <laughs> and one skate on the bench. So I had good leverage. <laughs> as soon as he turned and jumped in the, in the penalty box, happy. Oh my gosh, I busted my stick right between his fucking uh, ribs. <laughs> hey, what was the uh what was the like when you would go on the road then? Like what was it like on the road trips? Like your bus trips. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know, there's a horse there's a horse and buggy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's a fucking wagon. My best road trips were when I played for Sacred College, not 73s, eh? Like, because 73s, the only road trips you had was when you got out of your league. When I, and, you know, I was fortunate enough three times to go, like, to the finals, whatever. But road trips are like a, like a, like a college thing. And I started playing college hockey when I was 20. And, uh, my gosh, they were unbelievable road trips. Mm. Uh, I don't even know. I I don't even want to talk about some of those. It was just wild times. <laughs> Put it this way: one road trip. I the end of the story is is that the the trainer is escorting me to a cab at, in in, uh, in Sudbury to get on the North Bay or Sudbury. I think it's Sudbury. They get a cab to the Greyhound bus line back on a Sunday morning because I was suspended from the game on this Sunday. And this car pulled up with three <laughs> hockey buddies. You know what hockey bunnies are? Oh, yeah. Puck bunnies. Yep. Puck bunnies. Yep. And a guy driving. And, and they said, Dale, Hershey got sent home. Hop in. We're on our way home. They followed us everywhere. Where were we playing? Oh, really? Oh, the booster club? The booster. Kind of- they followed us everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a, a big ass. 40 beer cooler in front of me, the back of his big LTD car. And I, Great car. Oh, and I got a $75 fucking uh, check, or $75 in cash. I was supposed to pay the Greyhound guy to drive me home. <laughs> I don't way out the door. I got dinner, boys. Fucking right. Or I got more beer. Oh, my gosh. 
yeah, we we all broke curfew and I took the rap for all the boys. Uh, <laughs> boy. Yeah, someone's that's got how it went down. That's how it went down. I, and that's what of, you guys are suspended for? You got suspended by your own team. By my, I got suspended by my own team, by my coaches yeah. because of that. Well, the cops showed up at the hotel because we were on uh, the third floor and we tied bed sheets together, just like you see in the movies, down to the ground. Well, there was about a foot and a half of snow at that time on the ground, so we weren't worried about falling anyways. And uh, OPPs uh, in that mm-hmm. that town, they, they drive by and they see the lights on the corner corner room and bed sheets <laughs> hanging out. We're breaking out. We're breaking out. <laughs> we, we were having a trucker's breakfast across the road at one o'clock in the morning. All blocked out. All blocked out. <laughs> They're getting some big rigs at the Husky. Oh, yeah. Hey. We, we had a lot of fun, man. We could put back the pots. We could put back the pots. I mean, I got stoned. That's what I'm talking about. Stupid stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what it's all about, hockey, right? Doing stupid shit with your best buddies, and they always got your back. And like, look at you. took the rap for the whole team. I did. That's well, awesome. There, not the whole team. There's always there's a, a group of us, about seven, eight of us. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> that's funny, though. That's funny. Um, So... If there was a goal scoring song, you know, have the horn, and uh, they got to play your song, what what song would would it be? I have, I have no idea. Just, <laughs> just go back to surprise and drop the puck. Yeah, no, no. You gotta have a song down. Well, you know, they say act like you've been there before. Yep. So, like, I honestly, gosh, I carry myself that way, but internally, I get excited. I don't know. Ah. Uh, Back in black, maybe. Yeah, that's a good nice. one. Yeah, that'd be a sweet song. Yeah, back in black. That'd be awesome. To play that yeah, one. Yeah, that, that, great. That, great song. That, 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 that would fit my style. Yeah, I was gonna say we used to play that once in a while when I was playing like uh freaking travel and stuff. We would have that as like warm. It'd be like that, um, thunderstruck and stuff. There was always good warm up songs for us usually. Great. Usually. Yeah, it gets you all pumped up, right? Yeah. Now, was there a time that you were held on the ice for almost the whole game? <laughs> <laughs> Where are you getting these from? I get all kinds of sources. <laughs> okay. The, the, this the is perfect again, the, isn't it? The year that when I was 19, because uh, that was the year that we beat Leavington in the finals. But that season, uh, it was in October. I worked, I, my family owned the grain elevators in Maidstone. Yep. And so that was our busy season, corn and beans. So I got an exemption from taking the bus from Essex Serena to Dresden, as long as I was there on time, like, you know, for the pregame skate and everything. I said, yeah, for sure I will. Well, ended up that I worked until like, the game was at like, I don't know, uh, 7.30 and I worked till after 6 and my cousin drove me down to Dresden well he had a cooler in the car we had a couple pops on the way up to the and I never drank I no listen I because I was always on the bus I did game on those things but I had a couple beers I felt good got to the arena I, the only problem was uh the Zamboni was going on the ice because the pregame skate was over and now I was getting ready to start the game well, Perfect and Sadler were so fucking pissed when I walked in the dressing room. Like, I mean, they had they, they were throwing darts at me with their eyes, and I'm going, geez, they're not happy. Well, I got my head down. I find a spot in the dressing room and dress and get in dressed. 
Wally comes up to me and whispers. He says, we're going to have a talk after the game. And I went, okay. So I go on the ice thinking I'm going to be on the end of the bench. Like I think yeah. bigger purpose. You're just going to, I'm going to be pulling slivers the whole, whole night. Right. Because I, I wasn't there when I was supposed to be. Right. Whatever. Oh no. I start the game. My line starts the game. My wingers go off, but I can't. The next, the next line goes out. I go their wingers. And then the two centermen from the second and third line, they're my wingers. And like, I'm going, okay, when do I get to go off the ice? <laughs> Perpage, Dave Perpage was teaching me a lesson. He says, you're going to puke out there. <laughs> I ended up taking about 12 minutes in penalties to get breaks during the game. You wouldn't let him come off the I'd ice. I'd be like, fuck that. <laughs> no, they, like, like, no, listen, like, I mean, I don't know where you found the story because I wouldn't tell you that if you, if you didn't know already because it's true. Anyways, the, the end of the game, we won 5-4. I scored with about 30 seconds to go to, to win 5-4, and I scored all five goals. <laughs> well, tell him, fuck, I had enough ice time, for fuck's sakes. I should have got all five goals. <laughs> well, <laughs> we, get back to the, we get back to the dressing room, and, and, and Dave Perf, Coach Perf, and Mike Siler, out of boy, everything's good. Everything's good. You can come late anytime. Oh, they were, like, oh, they were so happy with me. Yeah. Oh, fuck, that's it. I thought I was going to get my ass read, but yeah. I, mean, oh, I ended up sorry. having a great game. Oh, shit. Well, you never came off the ice like it. So no wonder you got five goals. It was it was pretty insane. Now, now so I mean, awesome. I know that guy's exaggerated. I'm sure Perp let me off for 30 seconds here or there, but he kept. But it, there was like the first two periods, like, nope, you stay out. Nope, you stay out. Five goals, five goals and 12 minutes of penalties. <laughs> Sounds like a good night to me. <laughs> I enjoyed those things. It's <laughs> a long time to be able to. I get in so much. I wonder what your ice time would have been. Wow. The 60 minute game. 60. I'm at 57. Yeah. Well, no, no. Well, 48 because of Minus 12 minutes 12. of penalties. <laughs> and maybe so a few. You whistles in between. But. So he's probably about 45 minutes ice time, probably. Yeah, no, for five, for five. Fuck. Like, have you ever heard of anything like that? Makes me want to throw up just hearing about playing that much. <laughs> I was in pretty good shape back in those days. <laughs> uh, but even I, no, my gut was, I was cramping up. I was cramping up. Sure. I gotta admit it. No, I was cramping up. Well, when you get to drink water, oh, when you're in the pedal. Oh, box? no, no, no. The guys were passing me when I was skating by the bench. I swear <laughs> to gosh, I had, I had to slow down. How water throw back on the bench and keep going. <laughs> Perfect would not let me on the bench. Was Compo on that team and uh, Kenny? No, no, I was oh, okay. nineteen then. Oh, Kenny, right. so Kenny, they were was, Kenny older? was playing for the Royals then, and I don't know where Comps was. Oh, okay. But yeah, mm -hmm. he's probably in the trade already. I don't know where he was, but yeah, <laughs> no. that was a different time. But yeah, that was a fun. That was a fun memory. That's not so, man. I still can't believe that shit. Fuck that. I know. What a great story, though. Like, I'll teach I, him a lesson. I would have been like, oh, yeah, no, I'm going to teach you a lesson. I would have got thrown out of the game. I would have been like, yeah, who's laughing now? <laughs> you know what? I'd love for, for Perp to find out about this, this podcast. The podcast? Well, I want to get him on. Oh, get him on. I want to get him on. 
<laughs> so we will. Because I, I, I'm pretty sure I told you the goddamn truth right to the end about yep. that. Burp was beautiful. Oh, well, all, Remember I told you they were beautiful. Yep. I was yep. all me. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure uh, Mike Paley worked with him doing something. I can't remember what it was, where he was coaching. Mike Paley, I don't I, I, I want to say he was with Perp for something. Uh, maybe maybe he coached him, I, I want to say. Uh, maybe. But I can't, I can't remember 100%. But I'm, I know that uh, his name's been not brought up so many times on this podcast. Well, again, like, just, you know, just real quickly, go back when I was 15, those few weeks I played, like, those six, some, seven, eight games, whoever it was. Anyways, I found out what a head coach is really about in junior hockey. Burbage lost his effing mind. We're in Wallsburg. Again, I'm 15 years old, and these guys are just nuts out there. And I'm watching guys. Everyone's in dressing with blood and black eyes, blah, blah. Did you guys have cages? Or no, God, no. Never just regular cages. helmet. No. When I was 19, when I was 19, they may put up. That's another story. But anyways, yeah, there was no such thing as face masks. Right. No, no shields, no nothing. Yep. But uh, I swear to God, I think we're up like – Seven to two after the second period. He comes in, or or five to one after the first period. He comes in the dressing room. I never seen so many hockey sticks in my life. And it, like, you know, everyone always had a stick and an extra one. Well, dude, when I played and started in junior C, all of a sudden you got a whole wall full of sticks. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Bang, bang, bang. Smash, smash, smash. <laughs> Freaking garbage bills this high, flying all over the room. And we're up five to one after the first period, I think. And I'm going, what's wrong with this thing? You guys suck. Because <laughs> he knew we could be that, that much better. And yeah. I'm like, I didn't understand. I was 15. I'm a little boy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even though you're doing good. Oh, I got my but you should be doing it all the time. I right? felt like if, if I was a girl, I got my virginity popped that night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good analogy. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, Rob. Do you have anything else for him, real quick? Uh, no, I, I think uh, uh, we, we've talked about it all. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, there's two more things. Yeah. Um, in your old house, uh, before you, you with Patty, yes. Um, oh, and she's a total. Are you talking about when I was a kid, though? No, no, your old house. You, oh, you had the, the, the uh, hot tub, yeah, Doswell Street, yeah, yes. yeah, the hot tub, yeah, yeah and yeah, it was, yeah, uh, yeah. it was a smoking room because he had a hot tub in his basement, nice, and you could go in there and smoke because it was vented straight out for all the chlorine and shit and yeah. water and they just crush darts in there and whatever else extra we, uh, extracurriculars i built that house excuse me i built that house off the profits i made from my first house at stony point mm -hmm. and i designed it it was a back split design four four level back split and i got buddies uh the weird boys heating cooling mm -hmm. They put in an industrial thing. George and uh, the George boys? and Tommy. Yep, they, yep. they put in, not, not not those bathroom little fans you see. Yeah, like I'm talking a, industrial like, fans. Yeah. Where you could have a, Fucking hair goes up when you, you walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have a dart from here to that light away. And you could see the smoke go Just right, go right, right to it. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was my it was my party room. Nice. But oh, yeah, are you trying awesome. to make a point of this or something? No, no, no. I, I was just saying, like, I never heard of a hot tub actually inside a fucking Oh, house. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you designed it. And you, you know, you yeah, did it. Yeah, it, yeah. I, but I remember uh, 
I remember um, Kyle and Jordan talking about it, saying you wouldn't have believed this fucking thing. Like it was awesome. It was my party. It room. was a party. It room. was yeah. my party yeah. room. Like nobody knew what was going on in there. But the other thing was, is that you had a stick of butter in your fridge. <laughs> oh, I think I heard about this one too. <laughs> Since 1994. Listen. And it was 2015, and the boys are getting ready to go there to was. Fun Fest. And they open the fridge, and there's this hey. fucking stick of butter in there Ew. from 1994. <laughs> and they check on it every year, correct? Listen. <laughs> My ex wife and I separated 99, 2000 at Range Rover. So from 99 till then, I was a single guy. Yeah. Yep. And like certain things you didn't even worry about. Yeah. But boy, the boys that late at night come over for shots of tequila and beers, well, would see that stuff. I'm sure they'd toast you on that one. Oh, fuck. It was so funny. That's, when they were about That's an old ass stick of butter, man. That was a stick of butter from when the last you time still you have the butter. <laughs> yeah, it's on my ass. <laughs> I mean, Okay, he's so greased up. Oh, you got me wow. going. Go ahead. <laughs> you guys. Oh my goodness! Uh, Fuck, this was a lot of fun. And yeah. you know, we just want to wish you the the most success on your upcoming endeavors. Well, I'm retired, and nice. well, this is my co this is my COVID hair. This is my COVID hair. I, I, say, that's I had so thing. respectful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, man, this here's as long as it was when I played hockey when I was a teenager for crying out loud. <laughs> this freaking thing I I went to the, I I said I wasn't getting my hair cut in a in a like a barber shop whatever until I I did have to wear a mask. So screw mm. them. Well, just so you know, we have a guy Rob and I know he can uh, cut your hair for you if you want. Yeah, he give me a moment. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, that ain't happening, guys. <laughs> hey, I think y'all. I think you guys are pretty sweet, but that ain't happening. <laughs> I was gonna say we do know a did, guy. Did Patty say well, like seeing that your hair is this long? And she said, "So what? Did you give up?" Oh, <laughs> for the longest for the longest time, my my wife my uh, wife is like get your haircut get your haircut I said no she probably gave up yeah. I do that to people I wear them down <laughs> well you got the barrier right wear them down that's hilarious oh. well Dale seriously bro this has been awesome thank you so much for uh for like hopping on here with the boys shooting the shit with us um hey I was... had a blast with you I've had a blast thank you so much for having me yeah man this has been great and we'll have to uh probably have you back on here at some point just because it feels like we barely scratched the surface so you don't even know half of it <laughs> well that's what i mean that's why i said we got to get you back on here at some point and we'll uh we'll hammer it maybe maybe next time around we'll do it to where we're I'll come back. i'll come back you know back. here's a funny story so uh i i i give him a call and, and i i think i text patty first and then Patty gave me Dale's number. So I, I, I get a hold of Dale and I, I, we're trying to get a hold of each other back and forth, whatever. And I finally get a hold of him. And I'm like, Dale, I, I want you to come on this podcast. He's like, sure. What the fuck is a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 60 again. I'm telling you. I'm like, this is going to be so fucking awesome. Hey. <laughs> and it was, bro. You guys. Cheers. Hey, hey, it's like fucking Robin is 40 night. 
Anthony, I'm toasting you, buddy. I'm toasting you. Hey, you got to talk to your father-in-law, Perko. I will for sure. I will definitely let him know. Actually, I told him you were on and he was like, oh, really? And he was like laughing and stuff. So I'm sure he'll end up, uh, he'll end up listening to this. So I'm sure hundred percent. He listens to all of them. So yeah, he does. I, I don't know. I played with Perko as much as I used to shoot against somebody. We were out there on Monday night hockey. He, he said his name was Leaky. <laughs> oh, I did. <laughs> I'm always trying to stir shit up on yeah, this I know. podcast. Rob's always fucking trying to stir the pot. <laughs> Listen, from the hockey player to hockey player, ask your father-in-law. Flutter used to shoot high on you and then go low on you because I don't hit a perk's head the first shot, slap shot. The second one would be right on the ice. The second one, perk would go up like this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. I do that to goalies oh. too once in a while. They hate it. <laughs> oh, Tom, Tommy had more nuts than anybody on the ice, though, buddy. You got a, you got a great father-in-law yeah. there. Yeah, he's a beautiful. I still I, think he has his pads are from like the '73s days. No, he's I got he's got all new stuff now. He's got all new gear. See, Rob's just causing shit like all the time. Constantly. I know, I know. Hey, Anthony, it was, Anthony, it's been my pleasure talking to you. Yeah, thank you so much for fucking like hopping on here. We'll have to chat again soon. Okay, okay. Thank you so much. All right, boys. And there he is, folks. Mr. Dale Flood. Absolute beauty. I still, man, the flow on him. Is, the flow is getting me. It's so got sick, sick flow. <laughs> it's so sick. He's had it forever. Forever. Yeah. Yeah, he was a beaut, man. So awesome. So big shout out to Dale. Thanks for stopping and shooting the shit with the boys. And we're going to get him back on because we have his son coming on. And we're going to do like a part two with the both of them together. Because mm -hmm. uh, they're pretty good buddies, you know. And uh, I imagine. And it's funny, too, because I I called. I called. Uh, I called um, his son to ask him like, like, what do you, what do you got for dirt? And he goes, you know what? My dad never talks about himself. He's like, it's all people that he's played hockey with or people that have watched his games that all tell me the stories. Yeah. You know, he, he's like, he has never, never told me an actual story about him playing junior C or for St. Clair college or whatever. But yeah, yeah. I love Dale. Love. I've yeah. loved him forever. Like just a, just a total beauty. I need to smash a couple beers with him one day too. It would be good. Oh, he's a good time. He yeah. is a good time. Yeah, and that was another thing that the boys brought up too. Like, uh, like when the boys start getting all riled up, he's right in there chest bumping them. And, oh you know, <laughs> he's, he's cranking shots of tequila down his neck hole and, uh, good times. Animal. Yeah. Yeah. He's a lot of fun. Yeah. He's so a lot of fun. Big show. Hey, Joe, you might need to figure out his uh, rookie stats because he seemed pretty uh, adamant about uh, they're wrong. <laughs> yeah, Joe. <laughs> All right. So. Okay. Can, can I just say one thing before we get rolling on this? Is yeah. that, do you remember um, when we had uh, the Wheatley coach, had, 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 uh, head coach on, uh, Josh. Josh? Carnival. Carnival. Yeah. Did you see what their webpage? Do you see about their webpage? Yeah. That they put on their webpage for their team 
you know, hey, if you guys want to listen to Josh Carnival, hook up with Hat Trick Hockey and you can listen to his interview, talk about this. You know what? The Wheatley coach or the Wheatley Hedge, the Wheatley Sharks head coach is the only one that has pushed us, mm-hmm. has gotten a shout out to us, has said, listen to these guys in their podcast and yeah. it's a great time. Mm-hmm. You know, we how many how many 73s have we had on there? And and, and I haven't I haven't heard one shout out. I haven't seen us on the Facebook page. And I honestly, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> right. You, we, we, we had the general manager. We had the head coach. We had the assistant head coach. We had the towel boy. We had the, the, the bathroom guy. Yeah. The attendant that, you know, takes care. He gives you your, your gum when you're done. The guy ripping fucking farts in the bathroom, standing next to you on fucking. Yeah. <laughs> and in your towels when you're done washing your hands and, you know, <laughs> they treat that facility like a freaking NHL team. Mm-hmm. So set us up, boys, here in Essex. But Hook I just wanted—I just wanted to give a big, big thanks to uh, Carnival for uh, yeah throwing our names out there, throwing our names into the hat, and uh, giving a push for us. That was awesome. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Yeah, big shout out to those guys. And send me a Wheatley head, Wheatley Sharks uh, hat. I'll wear it on the show. Don't worry, we're gonna go see them. So we're definitely gonna go see those guys. We're gonna go on tour. I already said that. Yeah. So I have a couple of OVs and some whiskey. Yeah, OVs, whiskeys. We'll hack a couple love of darts with some dip it. or something. We'll be good to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Iron back some dip too. <laughs> yeah. All right. So <laughs> sorry, I got off topic there, but I had to, I just remembered I had to give that shout out to, mm-hmm. to, to those guys. That was, that was a total butte move. Yeah. Absolute beauties. Those guys. So Stanley cup finals. Not exactly going the way that we wanted it to. No. Habs no. are getting fucking worked. Worked. Worked, dude. Fucking completely destroyed. They've scored one goal in two out of the three games. Um, Vasilevsky, though, is out of his fucking mind. Out of his mind. All Bro, the big they are rolling. Dude. Rolling. Yeah. They're just... The- they're... I don't see Montreal losing four straight. If they do, far that's that's sad. It's sad. They're they're gonna they may burn down Montreal if they get swept. Like wow, the fans may burn the fucking city down. These French are assholes. (laughs) Hey, I'm French. (laughs) I know. Like yeah, I know. Point pointing point made. (laughs) Do I need to go any further into it? (laughs) No, you don't. But it, you know, it's like the uh, it's like the uh, Bell River Canadians. Like I, everybody loves their teams. Everybody does. But to put this on Carey Price, yeah, come on, guys. It's he can't score goals, but he can. He you know, guy dives in and slaps one in. A, a guy, you have two two of your own players. What was it? Game two. You got two of your own players standing in front of the goalie. Mm-hmm. And and all of you flamingo, you put yep. one leg up and nobody blocks the shot. Nobody does nothing to it, and it goes by Carey Price. And you know what? Like every goalie, they all put it on themselves. They don't. Mm-hmm. No good goalie puts it on somebody else's if they've deflected it or yeah, they may give them the look. But in all honesty, 
you got to give this guy. Carey Price is not missing a slap shot from the blue line. And I don't care if it is Hedman or, or Al McInnes or, you know, whoever. Ovechkin, he is not missing that slap shot. If he sees it. Right. But. Yeah, yeah it's been, I'll be honest brutal. with you. Just brutal. It's been a disappointing Stanley Cup final. Yep. Yep. It's almost kind of like. I know you might not want to hear it, but it's almost kind of like the wings and flyers. Like it was that four game sweep. Detroit just completely dominated. Like, you know what I mean? Like it would have been good to see like a great series. Like when's the last time you've seen a sweep in the finals? I uh, Probably almost the fucking Red Wings probably. Now, was that the one where they won back-to-back cups? I, yeah. And I believe they, they might've swept both. And what was that? What year was that? That was the last time they won the Stanley Cup, right? Uh, the two the times? last time they won the Cup was 08. Oh, okay. So then it was 90. There was 97 they won. They won yeah. in 98. They won yeah. in 2000. So they were the last team to win back-to-back Stanley Cups. No. Uh, no? Crosby did it, didn't he? Nope. Yeah. Detroit. Detroit was the last one to do it. I'm telling you right now, Pittsburgh won one, two in a row. I'm almost positive. Almost positive Crosby went back to back. If I could be wrong, but I'm almost positive that Crosby went fucking back to back. But while you're looking that up, because I know you are, I'll kind of throw my take in on the series. And it's just, I don't know, man. Like, like you were saying before, I'll hop on to kind of what you were saying. Like, you can't just blame Carey Price when you're not fucking blocking shots. You're not like score fucking goals, guys. Like, score goals. Like, this man is standing on his head. He's put you in there. And but one of the things too, and I think I've asked you before, but whatever, fuck it. I'm gonna ask you again. And I'm gonna ask you after this season. Will this be the last year we see Carey Price in Montreal? Oh fuck! I don't know. I, I I honestly don't know. Like, I think it's tough. I think it's coin toss. Where's he from? He's from He's like from out west, western yeah. uh, Canada. So, do you see him going there? I could see him going to one of those teams out west. Like, even if it's in the states, like, uh, like. Seattle would be out there. LA would be out West. Like teams kind of like that that are. I don't see him going to Toronto because they just ruin people there. <laughs> and this guy's way too good for you to ruin him. I so. don't know. We'll see. We'll definitely keep an eye on okay. that. Okay. The last team to repeat uh, prior was the Red Wings who won in 96, 97, 97, 98. So Pittsburgh uh, didn't do it, right? Pardon? So they didn't do it. Crosby didn't go back to back. Nope. Maybe it was Boston. Was it someone else went back to back? I thought maybe I'm just going crazy. Maybe I'm mixing up years too. That could be a thing too. I don't know. I get all fucking, I'm everywhere. That's, that, that's what it just says. It just came up on here. Yeah. So the last team so- to repeat champion prior to that was the Red Wings. Cause I, I, I my question was who has won the last uh, back-to-back Stanley Cups, yeah. and it came up. Red that's Wings. what it came up with. Now, whether Google is messing with me, no, that's that's probably right. I was probably wrong. I probably got a year mix up, but I actually, I think uh, Pittsburgh just won a few really close to each other. 
So that's probably why maybe it seemed like it was it was back to back because they were an absolute wagon, right? Right. But uh, I I hate to say it, but this series, uh, fuck Rob, I don't know if they. Oh, it's done, bro. I don't you, even you, know if they make you're it. You're not beating tonight. Tampa Bay four straight. I just I don't even know if they make it through tonight. The way the series has been going. Like I hate to say it, and I'm I'm on the fucking Habs bandwagon right now, man. I'm on it, but I'm just also trying to think realistically. And like Tampa Bay is a wagon, and okay, so I'm I'm gonna help Montreal out, and I'm gonna pick Tampa tonight. <laughs> You're gonna pick Tampa, whatever. Did you also hear about they're not allowing the fucking Tampa Bay families in now? Yep. Because if yep. they win tonight, right, they want all their like families and stuff there. Everybody's like, throw the game. Da, da, da. They're not going to throw the game. They're not going to get no, Montreal. Because you lose one, stuff. it's easier to get on a roll with two. Mm-hmm. You get on a roll with two, now you have three, and now it's a yeah. game seven. Yeah, what they're, yeah, they're just going to. Even their, their mayor said that. Oh, throw the game so we can have a bash yeah. in yeah. Tampa Bay. Yeah. Like, you're not going to bash anyways. How about you just win and have a fucking bash in Tampa Bay? So, Rob, I want to know your take to the Canadian government right now to what, like, why won't they let these guys in? Well, in all honesty, they're not letting anybody do anything really. Right. So like, why would hockey fans be any different? Like they're selling out arenas in the U S and Canada is allowing what? 2,500. I think it was 3,500 there. I think. Okay. 3,500. Yeah. So, you know, and, and people that don't follow hockey are there. They're going, well, why can you do this? But did you hear about the Calgary Stampede? She wide open. She ready to go. Alberta said, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. But Ontario is like, oh, no, no, no. And sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I think sorry. it's bullshit. It's bullshit. Sorry. Just open it up. Fuck. Right. Fill, fucking fill the place. You're letting them crowd 50, 60,000 in the streets. Yeah. What, what's what's the difference whether they're in the arena? And again, like I said before, um, if you don't want to go to the arena, don't fucking go to the arena. Yeah. If you don't want to be around crowds like that, don't be around crowds like that. Yeah. But people that do and can, I, I don't understand why you're not allowed. If you're going to take that chance, you're going to take that chance. But then they're like, oh, well, the healthcare system, and then we got to pay for this, and we got to pay for that. Well, no, they're, they're the American families, and you just send them back. Mm-hmm. But here's Not- the funniest part, Rob. This is the part that I didn't get, and some ass munch was arguing with me online about it. And because I said to him, I'm like, I'm sorry for on for all the fucking Canada or whatever that this is has to happen. Cause right. I think it's bullshit that they're not allowing their families in. Cause Rob, the funniest part is half the guys on the team are from fucking Canada. So when the season yeah. ends, they're, they're coming back. <laughs> so, right. so right. what does it matter? Right. You know what I mean? What does it matter? Let these guys fucking celebrate with their families. Fuck right off Trudeau. You fucking dumbass, pissing me right off. Like, okay. So you're not, yeah, but that, it's, it's not Trudeau, right? It's Ford. I know because it's He's Quebec, one. but it's Trudeau fucking the one not opening up Canada. Oh, so that's what I mean. So it's like, and Trudeau is like, he's a fucking Habs fan. But I'm saying, oh, yeah, so, and he's a tragically hips fan too, eh? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Just get me on the camera. Yeah. Just don't so, ask me any questions. Uh, 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 so uh the only uh. thing is, though, is like, like I said, you're not allowing them to come to the game. 
But after the season's over, they're going to go home. They're going to be back in Canada in a week. Yep. What the fuck is the point of that? There's and, and, no and point. There's, there's no difference. And I that, don't understand. So, so let's just say, let's just say, if you get both shots, open up the fucking border and you can go through. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But if you have both shots, yeah. if you want to make it like a mandatory thing and it's the same thing, but, but then you, you, so, so we're going to get in a fucking fancy dance here, right? With, uh, you know, you have religions that we're not getting shots. Well, yeah. then you're not crossing the border yeah. because you, of your religion. I don't fucking care. And here's the thing. I called it a while back and I said, and all you Muppets out there that wanted to fucking argue with me, here it is for you. You can shove it right up your hoop because what did I say? I said, it's going to be a matter of time and they're going to associate your fucking vaccination records with your passport. Guess what's about to happen? They're going to fucking associate your vaccination records with your passport. And that's going to be the only way that you're going to be able to travel. I said this six, seven months ago and they're like, they can't do that. They can't do that. Bullshit. They're already locking us up. They do whatever the fuck they want. Look what they're doing. The Stanley cup finals. They're completely fucking over. Stanley cup finals. Hasn't been in Montreal since 93. And they're only allowing 3,500 fans. Yeah. But there's, there's what five, 20, 20,000 fans standing out in that little, that plaza in total out there. There's gotta be 10,000 people out there. I bet you in total, there's probably almost a hundred thousand people out on the streets in fucking Montreal. So you're not, you're, you, there's no, 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 uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, control. Like your, your cops aren't going there and and saying, Nope, you can't have this, you know, but they're all out there. Some have mass, some don't. It's bullshit. It is bullshit. The whole thing's bullshit. Mm-hmm. I you know, got man. businesses losing. I agree. Okay, whatever. whatever. Do you um? Do you have anything else on the uh, series? Like, do you think Montreal is going to extend it a little bit here, or do you think like it's just going to be done tonight? I have. I just. Have- I, th- I think it's going to be done tonight. That's why I'm going to root for Tampa Bay. But like, I, I really hope. I whatever, whatever. Tampa Tampa Bay's a fucking wagon. They're mm-hmm. they're they're so good. You know what's what's his name? Kucherov sits out the whole year, and he's what leading leading the league in fucking points and scoring. He's got, he's got like 30, 35 points in the playoffs. Something ridiculous. Nuts. Nuts. They 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 just have such a good team. And Vasilevsky, man, could you stand on your head a little more? <laughs> yeah, he's but he's a monster too, though. He's a big. He is. Guy. He is he's a great goalie. I'm not taking mm-hmm. anything away from him. Did I want to see Carey Price win that cup? Absolutely. Hands down, I did. Me too. But I Missy's did. Missy's kind of glad that Montreal's going to lose, so I have to get rid of this fucking gorgeous haircut. <laughs> um, so we're going to end the show on kind of a couple, uh, a few shitty notes, Rob. Um, obviously, in the news today, a couple things came out in the news today. Um, one of them being regarding one of the goalies from the Columbus uh jackets there in the nhl um matisse kilinix he was at uh he was with some friends or something over a weekend or over this past weekend sorry and he uh he ended up there was a fireworks mishap and he ended up so at first the report was that he was in a hot tub and there was a fireworks mishap and he was trying to avoid the fireworks so he was trying to get out of the hot tub and then they're saying that he slipped and like hit his head. 
but that didn't turn out to be the case. The true story came out and he was actually hit by the fireworks. So it's a tragic story. He was only like 24 years old, had his whole career ahead of him still. I'm sure it was very bright. Uh, he played for the Russia like national team too. I believe he's been up and down um, between the AHL and the NHL. So it's like, it's just very tragic, horrible loss for the whole hockey world. So on for you know from everybody here we just want to send out uh our thoughts and prayers to his friends his family uh the whole uh columbus like organization and uh just anybody involved so it's a tragic story so rob do you want to say anything about that one there i'd just like to say sorry to his family um you know it is a, it definitely a tragic story and and nobody wants to loot like this this kid is 24 years old, you know, and it's just terrible. It's just terrible. I don't, I don't know what to say about it. Like I read the story and yeah. um, But like you said, uh, it was well said aunt that, you know, like uh, all of us here at the show would uh, just like to offer our condolences and, and uh, everything to their family. Mm -hmm. Um. Also, too, I didn't catch his name because I was just kind of looking before I went on the air. But there was a former, um, he was the video coach for the Windsor Spitfires. He was in Pennsylvania. He was a volunteer firefighter there as well. I'm going to get the name and I'm going to post it on our site. But I, like I said, I didn't catch a name. I only got to read something very brief and it didn't have his name. But um, so he was fighting a fire and he was actually due to come back to Canada at like any time he was due to come back to Canada. So he was literally, so something happened during that call and, uh, and he got hurt and then he ended up passing away too as well. So once again, like thoughts and prayers to his uh, friends, family, the everybody up in, in, in like Windsor there. Cause I'm sure the whole Spitfires organization is just sad, obviously. And it's tragic, but the worst part about it is, it was his last call before he was coming back to Canada. So that is absolutely brutal. Yeah. It's, it's a shitty day. Uh, you know, um, you're doing your job and you do it to the best of your ability, saving lives, saving families. And, and, and that's the sacrifice that they make. Um, with, with with all the people that serve the communities, the police, the firemen, the the paramedics, you know, the nurses, the doctors, yeah. all of it, uh, you know, like we love and respect all of you. Um, it, it's just a very sad day, and, I, and I'm I'm sorry for his family. You know, like you're coming back, and oh, well, I'm sure everybody was pumped too, knowing that he was coming home, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, it's just tragic. It just sucks ass. But yeah. we kind of wanted to save it till like the end of of the show here because we know that it's going to be a little more of a of a like serious chat, as you can tell, and how our like voices are and stuff like that. So, um, like I said, we hate to end the show on on a bad note, but we just wanted to to like recognize 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 those guys just because the whole it doesn't matter whether you play novice house league pre-novice all the way into the nhl overseas it doesn't matter the hockey family is a big hockey family it doesn't matter where you play hockey is a family 
So we mourn the loss of those two guys there today. And uh, until next week, we will talk to everybody then. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, I can get behind it.